Welcome back to Trending in Education. Dan Strafford, Brandon Jones, Michael Palmer along with you. In today's episode, we're going to talk about Avengers Affinity War, about spoilers, about uh, a whole lot going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and around uh, how they delivered that final blockbuster in that series. Uh, but first, something trending right now, Mike, something we've talked about a couple of times already, uh, is the phenomenon of Yanni and Laurel. You've heard this, right, Mike? I have. And, and you were a proponent of... I was initially team Yanni, although a little more maybe team garbled uh, when I first heard it. I, it didn't sound like false. It's just falsehood. It's true. You were team Yanni yesterday. False. No, you've only heard it once. <laughs> you're acting like you're an expert. I'm, a, I'm an you, expert. You just heard this like like two minutes ago. I how, sure how did. How do you have expertise? What you're playing now, Dan, definitely sounds like Laurel. All right, well, we'll grant you that. We, we will play it now, and this is from the original tweet, and it's from a Reddit feed for those who haven't seen it. Uh, those who remember the blue and gold dress last year uh, that took the internet by storm, whether you saw blue or gold, uh, all dependent on your, your eyes, but also on your monitor and, and uh, the color saturation, all that stuff. This is uh, a lot to do with uh, high-end, low-end audio, but also what speakers you're listening to, headphones and the like. But we're going to play it now. Let everybody hear it here on the podcast, uh, and then we will uh, discuss it a tiny bit further. Laurel. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I think Dan's playing the wrong audio. I, a, I think it's just something that says Laurel. That's a hearty har har <laughs> right there on us. That sounds like that sounds like Laurel. Uh, but if our listeners are out there, if anyone heard, because there's the whole phenomenon where I have heard some more Yanni-like noises around this trend. Mm. But like that seemed to skew towards the Laurel side, Dan. Although that's the that's the OG, that's the original. That's, I got it from the the original tweet, which was from the original Reddit thread. Uh, about I like, I like the way you're you're using like a Reddit thread as like established law. You know, you're like, well, clearly this. But where Reddit else did it come from? Is, uh, <laughs> is ratified by uh, by a peer reviewed process. I yeah. will not be. Uh, anyway, uh, I think that uh, it is an interesting use case of social media. That obviously this blew up over. Honestly, like 12 hours. My or gold it up. Gold it up. Oh, yeah, there you go. There it is. Um, over 12 hours, all of a sudden, it was everywhere. Yeah, every news channel had you know some sort of story on it, human interest story, and every website had it shared, and everyone oh. was weighing in. Although, just to be clear, you you just broke this story for for Brandon, right? I mean, this I, this, this is yeah. like this just in. What I've been doing for the past twelve hours or twenty four hours, yeah, where is, were you, man? Is prepping for this show. <laughs> oh my god! All the rest of you just right. been playing, yeah. you know, putting it in your learn holes. We're, we're Laurel, trying, to, we're trying Laurel to, and Yanni. We're trying to stay on top of the zeitgeist, bro. Like you know, it's trendy. This is this is the trendy. Zeitgeisty. Trendy action. It is an interesting uh, use case of just how we hear things and how we digest information on the internet. We've talked about fake news on here, but also just how our speakers and how our ears and how our headphones disseminate information may be different for different people. Uh, Mike joked at the top that I was going to pretend to know what I was talking about here, but um, it's, it is a lot to do with frequencies, right? Mike is what the explanations we've seen, the high end, low end, of audio bands and and whether or not you're listening on speakers you can also hear in it that somebody's playing from a computer you can hear the clicking of the mouse so that's coming out of a speaker being recorded and then passed through again uh i thought it interesting and uh mike from a a sharing of information perspective seems like uh something we've been dealing a lot with that it's almost in the the ear of the beholder when it comes to what you hear in this one yes exactly so like i I think it's the idea that uh you know they're it's we're having a hard time understanding a single truth. And I think we're starting to understand that truth is very much about perception 
and I think these things really uh, trigger something in the collective imagination to say, wow, I guess there, there are some cases where it is more of a 50-50 uh, scenario. Uh, and that, that will tie to the topic of the show, uh, which is the, uh, the Avengers movie. The spoiler Avengers. alert. Yeah, so that's, that's the beginning. That's the first tease to a spoiler alert uh, for, uh, for Avengers. But the whole idea of like half, half of the population hears Yanni and another half of the population hears Laurel very similar to some some components uh some some critical components of the the latest avengers uh film which you have not seen Dan. i, I was gonna i was gonna fully disclose i was gonna fully disclose that i have not yet seen so uh i will be spoilt 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 uh here uh, on this episode or will run uh, away from my headphones once the discussion starts um right. I, I am i'm a fan of the mcu of the marvel cinematic universe i've enjoyed these movies but i must say i still have not seen black panther and i have not seen uh, avengers uh, infinity war yet you did an extra on black panther yeah, too. I know, and i was spoiled i listened so spoiled you've been spo- doubly yeah. doubly spoiled yeah yeah so yeah. Uh, I do enjoy them, but I uh, have not uh, gotten to the movies in a long time. So that uh, may change hopefully soon. But uh, I don't know if the wife's going to go for Avengers as our first date night movie when we do do get out of the house. But um, I look forward to the discussion. I do also look forward to the discussion, Mike, about spoilers and, and about how uh, we uh, use that. Um, I do think it's a, an intriguing uh I guess, uh, personal preference. Uh, I know some people who don't mind spoilers, like we'll still watch a good movie, even though they may know the ending. Uh, I think of a movie like Sixth Sense many years ago that once people knew the ending, they kind of freaked out and didn't want to go see it. I knew yep. two friends who still want to see a good movie. Just want, you know, it was a good story. It was done well. They were going to enjoy it. So uh, I'm not as adverse to spoilers as I must, uh, I might once have been, uh, but lots to cover here uh, around the movie, but also sort of the, the genre of spoilers, the genre of blockbusters, and what Avengers was able to, to pull off here. Uh, where do you want to start? Where, where do you think this conversation kicks off uh, in, in tying into Avengers Infinity War? Yeah, I, I think ideally we could try to, you know, get in more, more and more spoiled as we go. So I think uh, thus far, this is pretty light spoilage. This is like, you know, your yogurt, uh, you know, best if purchased by like May 28th and it's like May 28th. So like we haven't really spoiled your yogurt just yet. Like there's a couple of teases uh, and, uh, you know, so there's like the water on top of the yogurt yeah. at this point. Yeah. yeah maybe, you, maybe you sniff it a little bit and you're like, hmm, but I'm going to go for it because it's healthy ultimately. So like, I'm still going for it, you know, but, uh, but this gra- episode is gross, <laughs> <laughs> but gradually it's, it's going to get more spoiled. Uh, so a couple things going on. So uh, there's, there's a link that we'll share out uh, around the, some of the trends that have been happening around out of context spoilers. So around the infinity wars, uh, those who are in on the joke, those who have seen Infinity Wars, uh, you know, the latest Avengers film, have begun to create these kind of cryptic memes that are going viral, uh, sort of akin to, to Laurel and Yanni, but, uh, but they're going viral and they're signaling, you know, critical plot points or surprises in the story. But if you have not seen the film, uh, they're out of context. So I thought that was an interesting related phenomenon is the whole phenomenon of uh, sharing spoilers, but doing so in a way that doesn't, uh, doesn't really ruin things for others. So I think that whole phenomenon and the history of spoilers and even like 
the narrative arcs that make for spoilers uh, are an interesting th place for us to start. And then eventually, I think we want to get into some of the nuts and bolts of the actual uh, film, but we could probably pick up on that stuff a little bit later on. Sure, yeah. I think the um, the out-of-context spoilers is interesting because it's, you know, and, and maybe <clears throat> plays specifically as a start. I hadn't seen it before, mm -hmm. the Avengers mm -hmm. uh, movie, um, yeah, out-of-context spoilers. I hadn't either, yeah. So it may be that we just hadn't gotten uh, hip to it. Sure. But, um it's it plays nicely to like the fanboys and fangirls there too because there's a a lot it's it's a real like a wink like a, it's a real winky face yeah um, where being in the know you have to be in the know for uh, the the content of the movie that is being not spoiled if done well right right and, and so you have to have access to that and then often you have to have access to the other pop culture. Mm -hmm. uh, references because these are all memes, right? So they're all pictures and pictures with words. Yes. Um, so you, uh, you need to know the source material and the material that it's talking about. And so there's like, uh, there's some double jump in there, um, yes. test prep style where yeah. it's not just one level of questions being asked. Uh, and, uh, there's, uh, there's some playfulness, uh, like sort of, uh, mind puzzles to 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 be solved as well. Yeah, it's almost like a rebus, you know, like a like a picture puzzle where you're supposed to put it together and then, to your point, get like a second level insight. That's right. It seems both allusive and elusive mm. at the same time. So it's alluding to other stuff, and then it's also hard to catch. Yeah, uh, which is also, I like the whole wink wink notion in that uh, there's a lot of signaling of in group versus out group around spoilers uh and then for me as someone who um you know i'm i'm kind of in but not as in as the people who are hardcore in. you're out no um, i'm I'm actually more in than most i think in i'm that, out i'm the one who's hands, out. hands out and uh, and as someone who just heard laurel and yanni for the first time yeah you know you know you may be on the on the wrong side of from the last 24 on, hours on that right. one just because yeah. you know you were prepping so hard but uh but i do think there's uh there's something to be said for signaling that you kind of get it. And that's where I think the spoiler comes in. Um, I think it is interesting though, to start understanding, particularly when you start talking about something like the Marvel uh, cinematic universe, like there's a level of in that you never come out of. Like there are people who are so deeply into that world that uh, this world may be losing them. <laughs> and, and I did listen to uh, a, a few of those podcasts and it kind of blew my mind because like even when you think you're kind of in there's the internet and the world are so big today mm. that there's always someone who's like so much more in yeah like even our breakdown of like yanni versus laurel there's somebody who's like spent the last like they probably spent literally like every hour since this phenomenon started just getting deep into it and then i think dan you mentioned reddit and like there are new tools available that just are like spawning rabbit holes for us. It was amazing uh, to see the daily, one of the, the daily podcasts we all listen to from the New York times. Um, their audio engineer actually weighed in on it with a lengthy post on Twitter on Yanni and Laurel. And it's interesting to see that these experts in the field are trying to figure it out, but are becoming, you know, somewhat addicted to proving or disproving what's happening. And, um, I think to your point about how deep you can go and there's always somebody else out there who's going to dive a little bit deeper, which makes for great information. Um, so I'm seeing these out of context spoilers. I'm yes. looking through them. There's a lot of Harry Potter to Brandon's point. There's a lot, you know, have to have that second level of knowledge. Um, 
are you do you enjoy them as much is it a wink and a nod for you is it hey i get this it's funny because of it uh, or do you think that uh, it's a stretch like are these fun memes to interact with and do you think the the marvel cinematic universe fans and the as brendan said the fanboys and fangirls out there uh, are really sort of enjoying it or is it just something that spawned because one or two people uh started to make sense of it I, I think it's the internet. I, things things go viral, and people like to get creative and clever and get validated by others based on their cleverness. And it is, if we ever learn how to harness this <laughs> for more positive uh, ends, I think it'll be amazing. But um, but I think it's just an interesting sort of surface phenomenon over like these mass experiences. So like anything Marvel related has a pretty big buzz associated with it, uh, particularly you know the the level to which these films are, are are generating revenue and getting people to go out to 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 the cinema in ways that maybe they they haven't as much uh, for other types of films lately. Uh, that's a really interesting phenomenon. And then when you get that many people doing the same thing, right? You know, in a very short period of time, many of whom have another context for it. Reminds me a little bit of Har- um, Harry Potter, but also Game of Thrones, where it's like the people who've read the books have a much deeper take on the television show just like the people who've like really read every comic known to to Stan Lee you know like and then they they watch this they they they're what's impressive and that's sort of the the thing that i think is probably most impressive about this film is that for the hardcore comic book folks it delivered mm-hmm. and then it also uh delivered to a little more of a casual uh, fan like, sure. like like myself and I, I think that's what allows for this pickup to happen because if it was really just to the the people who are deep into the marvel comic book universe i don't think it would resonate as much uh, but since everybody's going to see this movie or like it's the movie that everyone's talking about um it's hitting that mass appeal and i think that's really where the spoilage most often happens is like the people who are kind of casual yeah i'm about to go to the movie oh really oh wow Hmm. Like you were talking earlier, Dan. And it's like, then you're like, maybe I don't even want to go anymore. And, uh, and that, that's, that's where I think it gets interesting. It's like, and I, I know Brandon, because <laughs> we did talk about this before. I forget the context. Maybe it was when we were doing Game of Thrones, but you were talking about, you've been spoiled. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like, there is also in it, in addition to being spoiled, there is the person who just spoiled someone. And like, what I like about the out of context joke is that, it's sort of being playful about being the spoiler. And I think that's something you were kind of and respectful previously. Yeah. It's, um, it's a nicer way of doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, this is you're you're, you're engaging in the sort of, um, uh, community of people who have seen engaging with the community of people who have seen the, the content, Mm -hmm. um, and having your fun, but not spoiling it for others, as opposed to like, you know, when the last Harry Potter or second to last, whatever it was, Harry Potter book came out and uh, a major character died, I guess I won't do the same thing that I'm going to deride people for having done. There were like a t-shirt that said, this character died on page 623 or whatever. It was like, talk about right on the nose. By the time, like the day the book dropped. Right that that t-shirt was out right and people were walking around like i was living in new york city at the time right where i still live sure um and uh, i saw like someone was wearing like I, and i planned to read this book like uh, 800 pages that weekend uh. 
Um, so the art of spoiling yes. is um, it's it's a real bad actorship on on the on the part of some folks. Yeah, but. and and it's kind of like uh, it's it's kind of like a, a continuum, right? Like it's a spectrum, you know, just yeah. like just like we're all on 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 the Asperger's uh, spectrum somehow. We're all on the spoiler spectrum somehow, right. and like they're the people like. On the one end, it's 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 just like mean trollishness, Correct. right? So like, there's a level of like, I'm just enjoying the fact that I'm ruining this narrative for you, and ha ha. Is the other end of the spectrum people who never consume any content for fear that they could ever spoil anyone? Ah, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe there's two spectra: one in terms of spoiling <laughs> others, and another in terms of consumption you know, of. Yeah, yeah and just uh, enabling the risk of spoilage. Like right. some some people are like, I'm in the hyperbaric chamber. Because Harry Potter is coming out in six, oh, I just six met weeks. the absolutists who would not want to spoil anyone. Ah, Ergo, sure. they never they consume never talk, anything. Yeah, they just they're recluses. Right, they're recluses. They're, they're, they're just concerned. for fear of spoilage. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was, the, and what I like about the um, they're like aesthetes. Yes, yes. Yeah, that yes. And uh, they uh, the idea that these out of context spoilers are sort of playful in that right. it's not a, a straight read spoil. And it's also kind of intended to be funny. Yep. And, uh, it's more the way in-group, out-group activity happens best is that like there are ways to allow others in. Right. But they're kind of coded and uh, playful, uh, which is why I actually, you know, I've come, I, I think I like this trend. Like I liked it already, but now I feel like I like it more like a sociologist. And when you like something like a sociologist... <laughs> I mean, what, what, that's almost the highest level of that esteem. Is, that's pretty you know? much what, yeah. um, so spoilers have been around since the nineties and the, 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 yes. I mean, the use of the word spoiler. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's an interesting article about it. Uh, the history and use. Well, the, it depends the spoiler and then there's the spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Yeah. I assume the chicken came before that egg, right? Like the spoiler came before spoiler alert. Correct. Yeah. But, I, but I did see reference to Star Trek to the wrath of Khan mm. where, uh, oh. I'm going to do, do a, an indirect spoiler here, like a, like an out of context do spoiler it. on Don't that do one. Don't do it. Is like I, I would ha I would have a picture of the in search of uh, in search of television show with a big canceled on it, and that would be like, wait a second, who hosted in search of? Was that Leonard Nimoy? That show got canceled. Hmm. Mm. I wonder what happened in Wrath of Khan two. You see? Yeah. So uh, and it's. I, well, I think that was pretty on the note, pretty on the ears, on the point of ears. But it's not like I said, "Hey, Spock dies." Uh oh. oh wait. Hey oh. Oh no. my God! For those of you who haven't watched uh, <laughs> Star Trek: Wrath, Wrath of Khan since 1982, I, I do apologize. What about? Here's a question for you. I know that you're going somewhere, but I don't want to inject for a second. Like, what about like when you're in middle school, yeah. learning about U.S. history? Sure. Like saying Abraham Lincoln was shot. Is that a spoiler? I, I like b before you learn that as a little child, right? Like some older child, like some fifth grader, comes and says, "Abraham Lincoln got shot." Wait, hang on. You're yeah. saying the 16th president? Spo oh, you've been spoiled, man. I well, think like, using real historical facts before people have learned them. I think that's an interesting. I think it's a great idea. I mean, I, I have to share a story. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was a I was a major jerk once, and I need to to share. Um, just one time. This well, this, this, this is a, long is a very time. specific this example. Um, I worked in the movie theater when Titanic came out. And uh, I was a ticket seller and I had fun uh, selling the tickets and saying, hey, just so you know, the boat sinks as people were walking. In. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but that was almost you're a rude dude but that was almost like an out of context i mean that was right. a very it was fun spoiler. but it was a historical moment you know, that, like that... yeah like uh you know the 10 commandments it's like you know i have it on good authority that they, you know they make it they make it to the promised land you know what i mean like it's it's like you know spoiler yeah yeah I'm i guess you. i guess so but but where, what i like about where you were going is that um i think it's a way to make uh history and uh even like talking about narrative structure mm -hmm more accessible to to new learners uh just to realize you know you can actually learn about history in the same using some of the same narrative tools and devices that can kind of provoke interest and uh there is some like neuropsychology and just sort of like natural component of us wanting to wanting to learn wanting to understand like sort of the narrative arc uh and uh and then also resonating with like people's outside of learning life you know we've talked a lot about how like ultimately we're learning all the time and like the whole construct of going to a classroom to learn or only in formal education do i learn is actually uh limiting and uh and i i think it is interesting to start thinking about um you know how you would talk about um you know the the history of abraham lincoln in the civil war um in addition to spoilers though because the the flip side of the spoiler is the cliffhanger so mm -hmm. like the cliffhanger or the surprise ending. Um, and, uh, you know, if you were teaching U.S. history, uh, you might want to end a day's lesson with, you know, uh, Abe is at the Ford Theater, right. you know, relaxing. And then something strange seems like it may happen. We'll see you tomorrow exactly. at 11 a.m. Exactly. for her history class yeah yeah the um so one one clarification and then one um just other comment on this so the um spoiler uh, i had said 90s looks like uh, according enum online which is the an etymology page mm -hmm. I'm, i think i'm pronouncing that right mm -hmm. t-y-m-o-n-l-i-n-e etymonline.com mm -hmm. e. mm -hmm. um has it uh, uh the use of spoiler dating to 1982 Okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's one. And then two, it's interesting, the construct or the concept of spoilers. So it, I think it says something about the specific pleasure that people derive out of consuming content mm -hmm. and how valuable uh, and singular the one time element of surprise can be. Yep. Because people do a lot of, uh, you know, rewatching movies. Sure. Right. So, like, I've rewatched Star Wars, I don't know, uh, maybe a hundred times in sure. film, like literally. Yep. Um, I, I'm, I'm not saying to my earlier self, you know, to my, to my historical Brandon Jones from right. when I was like a kid, right. don't spoil me, right? Like I right. know what's happening in that movie. I still drive pleasure from them. Sure. So, yep. you know, but it's, I guess it's the singularness, the one time elusive also-ness yep. of uh, this surprise that, you know, when someone else takes it away like someone else takes your sort of is the arbiter of whether or not you get to enjoy that one time little surprise packet yep um that that's what we feel like we've been spoiled mm -hmm. on yeah um but it's it, 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 it I, I wonder if it almost puts too much of a value on the surprise factor like the the value of consuming content if it was only in that right or if it was primarily in that yep you would never rewatch anything, right? right? Because you're not doing it for the storytelling or the, for the cinematography or the acting, like you're just doing it for the surprise factor. Right. That seems, um, I, I wonder if it puts too much currency. Like there, there could be someone on the, on the, uh, on the other spectrum that you talked about in the spectra who 
actively seeks out being spoiled. Yes. So that they're they they're not waiting absolutely for the surprise, for right? Sure. That that's I think that that probably is a persona. There, yeah, I think Mike said it before too of of going through the the process of spoiling and and the joy that may be derived from it. But there are the people on the other side who want to be spoiled because they don't want a sad you know ending. They don't want to you know to be uh, distraught for whatever reason. They may get anxiety. My my oldest uh, really likes to know the movie she's watching because she gets so anxious when the the conflict happens. Yep. So I do think there are people on the other side of that. Um, I, I want to ask you, Brandon and Mike, social media has obviously ramped up spoilers, right? We, we're talking about the memes on Twitter and, and on Facebook and spoilers 20 years ago with somebody in an office standing by the water cooler talking about seeing you know, a movie and you could walk away. Here, I get, I've, I've gotten to discussions, maybe some would call them arguments, uh, with people on Facebook or Twitter. Whose responsibility is it to avoid spoilers? So is it the person who hasn't seen the movie? Should they not log on to a Facebook or Twitter in essence to avoid spoilers? Or should we be good neighbors and citizens and not post spoilers at all? So I think it's an interesting sort of how we consume not only the, the content and the, the movies, but the media and social media we have out there. So Mike, do you stand on one side or the other there of, of how you approach not being spoiled? Uh, first off, I'd like to say I could care more about this. Uh, I, I, I care as much as I do, but I could care more and I've chosen not to. So, so I think it's sort of that, like if you're the, the time you spend kind of goofing around on, on Facebook and Twitter, you get spoiled on a movie. Like I could have a hot take on that, but I think my hot take might be just to focus somewhere else. Cause like, let the, let the consumer beware, like let like caveat, like vacuous social media person. Like if you're, you're out there in the space, uh, if you're on Reddit and you're worried about being spoiled, just don't don't go on Reddit, you know? So, like, I think on the other end, like, there are people who are actively trying to spoil others because it's kind of like a joke. Like, how about the guy who's wearing the yes. this person dies on yes. page 623 yes. t-shirt? Yes, yes. That, that's on him. That's on him. Yeah. yeah. So Always don't, a dude. So don't be like that guy. And then also, like, if... If you don't want to get spoiled, you got to kind of stay away from the stuff. And at the end of the day, when you're spoiled, try to contain your outrage. Like at the end, of, you know what I mean? Like you're going to be okay. You'll probably still survive despite the fact that the little plot twist at the end uh, is, is, is less surprising to you. Cause I do think like another, another aspect of the read, uh, getting back to like the people who are like deep into comic-con world and like they live and breathe Marvel and they got costumes and they do the whole thing. Like for those people, they don't want to be spoiled on how, the film executes against the world that they understand, sure. which is a different type of spoiling. Um, and frequently the spoiling happens when they sort of are geeking out on that, where they're saying like, well, you know, actually in book number four of the song of, you know, whatever, like, it's like, yes, thank That's you. That's how those people talk. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> they all have that accent, yeah. but it's like, you know, uh, I think there's a little bit of playfulness at the end of the day. None of this stuff is really, that important which Absolutely. is part of what kind of makes it fun which is why anyone who's like deeply wounded by the fact that they've been spoiled is kind of playing the game i'm still sitting here i'm still you sitting know? here i'm ready although i do think i think your point about people who spend a lot of time reading and really want to be sort of protected and immersed in the experience when they're spoiled by people who are just kind of surfing along pop culture and like not really going deep that that's tough. Like I, I, I feel, I feel your pain. Uh, and, uh, 
Yeah, I, I do think, and your other point about surprise is also interesting in that um, being surprised about the execution is the other piece and like whether someone can pull off the plot execution because like that's the thing that I think makes these things uh, rewatchable. That's why like for me, I'll probably watch, Infin it's just long, but I'll probably watch Infinity Wars War a couple times just to start understanding the the depth of the 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 interlaced narratives and then it also what's what's very interesting about what marvel's done with its cinematic universe is that all those narratives and all those uh films actually uh interleave with one another so like they they do tap into a much richer set of uh uh like associations within within the viewer and uh I think that's really interesting and that does tie to learning like that does. And then the, the Zygarnik effect, like we got to talk about the Zygarnik <laughs> effect, you know, which is that we remember uh, incomplete things better than completed ones. So when, and now we're getting into a, a slightly more spoil, spoilish zone, the way infinity war ends is very surprising, uh, similar and also like incomplete, I guess is the way I would say it. So the way infinity wars ends is very uh, surprising but its surprise is also in its incompleteness where like it leaves the viewers sort of almost shocked and very curious about what did all that mean and where is this thing going to go next? And that does tie to the Zygarnik effect, which says that we remember incomplete things better than completed ones. So that, you know, had it all tied up beautifully in the end and like, you know, the Ewoks are dancing with the Avengers and everyone's happy, uh, you would just sort of file that away in your mind and you'd be like, okay, done. But since it left it open and there's a lot of different directions in which this thing could go next, it's, it provokes more conversation, more, more uh, engagement through social, and then actually more continued processing. Like we're all trying to understand where the thing might go next. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, it does. Although, um, so I think that that is a good example of the effect that you just described. Um, and I'm going to like the, the, the yogurt's been left out on the counter for like a week now. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. real bad. Right. So, right. um, be ready. Yeah. Dan, if you need to, if you need Dan, to ear, cover earmuffs, your, cover earmuffs, your ears, Dan. it's okay. We're getting into the spoils. It's the spoiler it's, zone. Yeah. This is gonna I'm just going to come out and just do, do it. it. So 50% of them die. Yes. The, the, the team, team Yanni dies. Team Yanni dies. <laughs> yeah. Ties back. Yeah. yeah. Team Yanni's the worst. Yeah. Team well, you know. So, um, so Thanos, who is a good baddie, I yes. think, um, because he's complicated for sure. Uh, snaps his and, and super powerful. Snaps uh -huh. his fingers, and fifty percent of uh, life in the universe is um, wiped out. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> I, there's a question about is that does that in include fifty percent of all human and human-like creatures? Does that include fifty percent of like sort of sort of sentient creatures like um, dogs and cats and birds? Mm. Does it include fifty percent of things that are alive at all, including trees? Mm. Right. So like, there's there's a bunch of questions that um, I think sure. are interesting. But the reason why I I felt um, different about it is because uh, there's just the thing that drives more than the relative uh, consistency with the comic books or, or not, or the, the great job that a lot of these actors have done, the great, right? Like more than drive, drives any of that is the money. Mm -hmm. And so they're not going to kill off their money makers, sure. including like all of the new characters. Right. 
permanently. Yeah, because Black like Black Panther is one of the the spoiler alert is one of the ones who is on the wrong side of the fifty percent. That's right. I wonder why. Yeah, but 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 Black Panther gone, which would be insanely uh, dumb for <laughs> yeah. for Marvel to do. So you know, okay. Something's going to happen. Right. If you were to play out the string and say of the 17 million or 14 million, however many futures that Dr. Strange evaluated in choosing the one that he chose, yes. that um, we end up in a future where these 50% stay dead. Yes. Um, that writer would have cost Marvel. I mean, is it? It's tens of billions of dollars at Absolutely. least. Is it? Is it? It's probably hundreds of billions of dollars sure. when you play out the string. Right. Like that would be the worst decision by any creative in terms of financial decision. Yeah. Of all time, I, like it could be of all time. There'd be a lot of like origin story. <laughs> well, yeah, there'd yeah. be a lot of like you know in the middle East, in the Middle Ages, <laughs> right, you know, or right. whatever you know. The Black Panther three, Black <laughs> Panther's dad. <laughs> right. Exactly. What's yeah. interesting though in these comic books and something that I, I don't know that uh, Marvel, the MCU, has really done. Uh, we've seen it with Green Lantern. A lot of these characters are inhabited by different people over time. Mm -hmm. So that's another vein they could go down. That just because this Black Panther is no longer, that doesn't mean there is no Black Panther. And just because, you know, like, so that does happen across this universe a lot in the comic books where a new right. person takes up the mantle and moves it forward. Um, having not seen it, I can't really speak to it, but right, right. that does does happen a lot here. So um, I do find intrigue. We already know Avengers 4 is out there. Like, they're already filming for it. So to see what that will be um, yeah. is yeah. really intriguing. But that is a, a costly writing decision, Brandon. You're right. If they do determine uh, that the, the storylines are dead and that there's no further uh, way to go. Right, right. I mean, I, th I think the, the idea, though, is that I, don't, I can't remember a film of this scale that ended with such a surprising set of uh, like openness. Like you really don't know where they're going to go next. Even if you do the, the rationalization of the economics, you're still not sure exactly where the narrative heads next. And they also like sort of brought the entirety of that universe together into a single narrative around a single villain. And, uh, you know, there's another article that I saw uh, equating um, Infinity War with Empire Strikes Back. Sure. Uh, in that, you know, Darth Vader in Empire Strikes Back is probably one of the most uh, compelling villains but that, this that we've seen. And then Thanos, uh, similarly, I think, you know, just like in many ways, Empire Strikes Back was about Vader as much as about anything. Even more so in this case, uh, Infinity War is about Thanos. And yeah, that's interesting. It, it it is. This is where I think that the the fifty percent, and because it's um, you know the the economics of Mar of the MCU, it's it's I think much less threatening mm -hmm. to kill off fifty percent of your people than it is to freeze one in carbonite and cut right. off the hand of another. Right. Spoiler alert for Empire. Right. So. <laughs> You know, I, I uh, the the threat for going in to see um, Jed Jedi was the first movie I saw. Sure, was the first of the three that I saw in the theater. Yep, but I didn't know. Like, and this is not just pre-internet. I pre see. Like, you, you know, you know. I mean, they even put before the Stinger Thanos will return. Like, right. they're, they're signaling. Obvious. It, it is so blatantly obvious that either through the Time Stone or some Doctor Strange thing or alternate universe or right. Ant Man or right. some BS. That yes, yeah, like it's not it's it's less interesting, I think, to me actually, because the reversal of all of this mm -hmm. is assured. 
like maybe some of the people who died will stay dead. Right. But I think that the odds on the odds on favorite is for basically everyone who died in that moment to right. return through right. some MacGuffin manipulation sure. by Thanos, et cetera. Right. Right. But to me that, that is, it's much less ominous. Like I, I didn't think it was surprising. It, it, it was admittedly. Yeah. My, but it was it was less it was less ominous it was less threatening than sure. something like the very localized um, threat of uh, of a Darth Vader sure. in uh, and what's happening to the small band of heroes. Correct. My point I think is less about the cliffhanger and it's more about the the incompleteness. So like the the Zygarnik effect is, is that rather than close the thing out in a very you know tidy narrative structure there's openness at the end. That's, I guess that's what I'm, I, I hear you. And, and I, I, I conceded the point to start, but I think that to me, it's, it's less uh, open, right? It is like in, to but, the, but, but in the exact how, like, just like, just like, in, you know, you know, I'm, I'm your father, like that. Okay. That's a surprise. And that you could be spoiled on that. But ultimately thinking that in the third episode, of this trilogy, which was thought of as a trilogy at the time, mm -hmm. that it was all gonna tie together and somehow Vader and team would be defeated. Like that was also pretty apparent at the time too. So like, like I- may, Yeah, may, maybe so. I, I think that, you know, what's the, the, the what, I agree that the how is left unresolved for Infinity War, but the what is so on the nose, it, it seems to me, mm -hmm. that it's it's less than 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 lots of other movies with, you know, less dramatic surprise endings that leave things in quotes unresolved. Mm -hmm. I think the resolution is very clear, mm. as opposed to something like you know maybe it's obvious that in Star Wars the good guys are going to win because it's a movie that's written for kids, um, but it's not obvious that you know the specific heroes that are alive or dead or frozen in carbonite in between are going to have the outcomes that they do. Yeah, I think you might be underestimating the level of surprise in the way Marvel plays this forward because I, I don't think their their fans would allow a real pat next play. I think the next play actually needs to be a little more surprising. And even the fact that we're both like pretty focused on uh, forecasting where this thing's going to go next whether it's obvious or whether it's surprising or whether whatever, that's the incompleteness that is triggering the level of ongoing discussion. And it's also going to build interest in the Avengers four. Quick question for both of you. Uh, how many of the other movies have you seen? Like the Ant-Man that like the, the peripheral storylines that feed into this. Did you watch all of them or, or are these films, the Avenger films on their own standalone and you can go watch infinity wars without having seen the, the other pieces that may uh, influence the storyline. Brandon? This was my first. All right, Mike? No, I'm, I'm just oh. <laughs> I was trying to yeah. do the, trying to fact check you. Yeah, I've seen, I think, uh, I don't know how many of the Hulk movies are included in the 19. Like there's some, there's some the original ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't seen Thor Dark World. Okay. But I think that's the only one that I have missed. Wow. Uh, maybe a Hulk along the way. Yeah. Um, the Ed Norton. Yeah, I actually saw the Ed Norton. The Ed Norton one was the worst. That was Ang Lee, right? Yeah, that was yep. right. Yeah. So I've seen most. Yeah. And Mike, yourself? Uh, I've seen I've seen many, uh, especially by at least parts of them. Uh, the one takeaway I think is I want to see Guardians of the Galaxy now because I don't think I've seen either of them in their entirety, and they were probably the funniest part of. Uh, what the the Infinity War, um, but uh, 
But yeah, I just want to make sure we're are we we're good, right? We're still okay. Uh, someone's good. Yeah, I mean you're good, you're good with your listeners, and that's what matters most. Uh, you guys can let us know over on Twitter who's Team Laurel and who's Team Yanni uh, on this podcast. Uh, that's of course at Trending Ed, Trending Ed on Facebook as well, and TrendingEdEducation.com. Look forward to talking to you again next week as we dive into a new topic right here on Trending in Education. <laughs> 